Welcome to PIWC Worcester's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit illuminate your hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Speak to us, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank uh, my pastor and the leadership for the opportunity to come and share God's word this morning. Amen. This morning I'm speaking on the art of hearing the voice of God. The art of hearing the voice of God. Amen. That's become important in the times that we live in that we hear God's voice. And most importantly, that we respond even to it. Hallelujah. But we need to know what his voice is. We need to know how he speaks to us. And then we need to know why he also speaks to us. Amen. By way of introduction, let me read. Everything exists. Everything that exists was created by the word of God. Everything our eyes behold and our eyes see came to existence through God's word. It means the whole world exists because of God's voice. Amen. And so being able to hear the voice of God is important. It came into existence because God spoke it into being. God has his word, but how his word caused the change or brought things into being is that God spoke it. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Let's see something there. Hebrews 11 3. The Bible says, are we there? It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. The worlds there is aeon for the Greek. He's talking about the ages and the seasons. And if he's talking about the ages and seasons, then he's talking about everything that is contained within the ages and the seasons. So the whole world. says It was framed by the word of God. The Greek word for the word there is the rhema of God. Hallelujah. And rhema is the voice of God. You know, we have the written word, and then we have the living word, and then we have God's voice or the rhema, which is the spoken word, which is his voice. And so he's telling us that how the world came into existence, all that we see was through something that God spoke. Hallelujah. So everything you and I behold with our eyes, we see it because there was a voice from God that spoke it into being. Hallelujah. But then he says, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It means that all that we can see, God did not pick a material from somewhere and then make it. Hallelujah. He just spoke it and it came into existence. Hallelujah. So the voice of God is a voice that creates. Praise God. So it means that if there is an absence of peace, for example, in your life, God's voice will speak peace 
into being. It means that if there is some sickness in your body, God's voice will speak healing into being. Amen. So it means that the voice of God is so important for us. And we need to learn how to hear it and learn how to respond even to it. The second scripture, John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. John 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It says, all things were made by Him. Now he talks about the Word, and then he adds a personality to the Word. When you go to John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, the Word took on flesh and dwelt amongst us. And that is Jesus. Amen. But then it says, without Him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. So the word which later became Christ that walked on the earth, it says it is through him that everything we see came into being. It tells me that if there's something to be desired, it should be the word of God. Hallelujah. If there's something for us to respond to, it should be the voice of God. Because if there is any difficulty in our lives, if there is any situation that we need a change and a move, then what, how is going to come to us is going to come through His Word, and that is through His voice. Praise God. So the voice of God is His Word that captures His will. When you talk about what God's voice is, it is His Word that captures His will. And when you talk about God's will, you are talking about God's intentions and God's purposes. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. Isaiah 55 verse 11. The Bible says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Hallelujah. He says his word goes forth out of his mouth. It means he speaks his word. Hallelujah. That is his voice. And that is the rhema of God. It says, it shall not return unto me void. In other words, when God speaks, that thing that he wants to accomplish comes to pass. Amen. Because he is almighty. He has all the power. And so when he speaks, when he says something, it comes to pass. And so when you go on, he says, it shall accomplish that which I please. That is his intentions. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That is his purposes. In Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 20, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, he will say, I know the thoughts that I am thinking towards you. So everybody who is here, God has you on his mind. Hallelujah. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. It says, I know the thoughts that I am thinking about you. Other versions will say, they are thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you unexpected end. It means that there is an intention in the mind of God, but then he has planned everything out. And there's a destination he wants you to get to. Hallelujah. But then he says, it is by my word. So it means if the intentions and the purposes of God concerning our lives will come to pass then we ought to be able to hear his voice and be able to respond to it. Hallelujah. 
If you don't respond to the voice of God, you cannot receive from God. If you don't do what God's word says, you cannot walk in the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Everything occurs. Everything happens because of his word spoken through his voice. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. Hebrews 1, 1 to 2. It says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto us by the prophets. Hallelujah. So in the days of old, how Abraham lived, how Moses lived, how Jacob lived, how David lived, how Daniel lived, how they all lived was according to God's voice. So when we read about them and we are excited by all the mighty things God did in their lives, it's because they heard the voice and they responded to God's voice. Hallelujah. So if we are also going to enjoy the benefit of God's power and God's grace and God's glory and all we desire, we need to be able to hear His voice and we must respond to it. It says, as in these last days, Spoken unto us by his son. So now he speaks to us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And when he comes, when he speaks to us through Jesus Christ, it means through the word of Christ and the spirit of Christ. And the word of Christ is the written word. And the spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit who lives in us. But of course, there are diverse ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us. We'll see that shortly. It says, by whom also... He has appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds again. Hallelujah. So God's voice is the most important thing on the earth today. All that God is seeking is for men to respond to his voice. The purposes he has for us, the great plans he wants to accomplish with us, those that come to us in visions and prophecies and all that, all he's doing is to ask for us to be able to hear his voice so that we can fulfill the purpose he has concerning our lives. Praise God. So we need to know how to recognize his voice and how to respond to it. The Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 63, our last scripture for the introduction. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. John 6, 63, the Bible says, It is the Spirit that quickens. It is the Spirit that what? Quickens. In other words, if there is a death situation, if it's going to be reversed, it is going to come through God's Spirit. In fact, if you read the scriptures about how God created the world, He spoke the world. He spoke the word and the spirit moved to create it. And so when you go to Genesis chapter 1, you will see that the spirit of God was moving over the face of the deep. And there was water and darkness everywhere. But there was no change. But when God spoke and said, let there be, the Bible says there was. Why? The spirit moved to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So it means that we are waiting to hear God's voice so that when we respond, the Holy Spirit will move into action. Amen. Amen. So he says, it's the Spirit that quickens or that gives life. The flesh profited nothing. You can accomplish what God wants you to do in your own strength. Hallelujah. 
It is not possible. It will take only His Spirit to bring it to pass. But when you continue the scripture, it says, The words I speak unto you. The words, the same word, Rema, he says, here, yeah, his voice, that you hear, it says they are spirits and they are life. So God's voice that we hear is the channel through which the spirit of God moves. And if there is any situation that needs to be rectified, he brings it to pass. Hallelujah. So if we are going to experience power, we need to be able to hear God's voice. If there is a lot of challenges in our world today, it's because men have gone against God's voice. How do we find ourselves in a state that sin abounds and wickedness abounds and all that? It's because many years ago, Adam and Eve chose to go against God's voice. Hallelujah. So the problems we see are symptomatic of the fact that men are not paying attention to God's voice. And if there will be a change, we must hear his voice. Because the spirit responds to God's word. So if we forsake the word, the spirit is there. There is darkness. There is chaos. There is confusion. But he is there. Hallelujah. Until there is a word that is released and there is a response to that word, nothing changes. Amen. In short, everything exists because of God's voice. His voice is the means by which he creates, refreshes, guides, instructs, equips, empowers, etc. In other words, God would not be known and experienced without his word, which is his voice. We will only fulfill our purposes and destinies when we respond to God's voice. It means we need to know how to hear God's voice so we can be all that he desires for us to be. Beloved, you are going to succeed only because you listen to his voice. Every, but the interesting thing is that everything God has created has been made with an ear to respond to the voice of the creator. Including us. There's a, the ear, I mean there's a mechanism in us that gives us the ability to be able to hear God. For us men, when we get saved and the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, we can hear God's voice. But not only that, all of creation has the ability to hear God's voice and respond. If you remember in Mark chapter 4 verse 39, when Jesus was in the boat with them, and the storms was blowing and the confusion was going on the sea, when he woke up, he said, peace be still. And the Bible says, peace was still. He spoke to the sea. The sea had an ear to listen to the voice of the creator. And responded, and there was peace. Praise God. What am I saying? If we are going to experience God's power and God's peace and all that we desire, we must hearken to the voice of God. If the voice of God is going to benefit us, we need the following. The first one, we need the ability to hear His voice. I thought about it. We have it. Because we are saved and born again, the Holy Spirit lives in us so we can hear His voice. But the second is, we need to be able to recognize his voice. Why is that important? It's important because God doesn't always speak to us directly. There are times he speaks to us through his word. There are times he speaks to us through his spirit who lives in us. There are times he speaks to us through people, men. There are times he speaks to us through situations. And there are times he speaks to us through events. 
and, and, and nature even. When you go through the scriptures, you see, these are the five ways God speaks to us. But we need to be able to recognize that this is God. That is at work and that is speaking. Hallelujah. And the last one, we need the ability to submit to that voice. John 13, 17, the Bible says, Now that you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So the blessing only comes when you do. Hallelujah. You can hear the word of God today, but if you don't put it to practice, nothing changes. Nothing changes. If you remember John chapter 4, let's go there. Let's see something there. How do we hear God's voice? I talked about the five ways, but I'll zero in because of time on only two of them. That is the word of God and through people. John chapter 4, that's a scripture our father gave us when we were fasting. John chapter 4, verse 50 to 54. Hallelujah. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. Hallelujah. That's the rima. Remember John chapter 6, he said it. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And so he says, go your way, your son lives. But watch. He says, so the man believed the word, hallelujah, that Jesus spoke and went his way. In other words, he responded to God's voice. And I think you know the story. Verse 51, let's go. And he said, go now. And, he was, and as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son lives. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I don't know what situation you are going through. But today, may God speak to you. Hallelujah. Today, may you hear God's voice. And may you respond to it. How? May you believe it. All that we are seeking for is to hear that one word from God. Because one word from God will change everything about your life. All that your situation needs is a single word from the Lord. And it will change. Hallelujah. Because God, when God speaks, it, it, there's power. But do you believe it? Hallelujah. This man heard the word. He says, go, your son lives. And he went and the son lived. 52, he says, then he inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. 53, he says, so the father knew that it was the same hour, hallelujah, in which Jesus had spoken. In which the voice of God had gone out. In which his ears heard the voice and he himself, the Bible says, believed. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to understand this is so important. It takes only one word from God for situations to change. Only one word. So whenever we are even in prayer, all we are looking to hear is one word. That God will speak and then when we declare that word, the situation changes. Hallelujah. All that we are praying, all that we are getting to the word, we are looking to hear his voice. Beloved, I came to announce to you that God is not weak as you think. 
I came to announce to you that God is mighty. That we don't have the capacity to even imagine how mighty our God is. Because we are limited. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that Jesus was in Cana, spoke the word in Cana, but something took place in Capernaum. Why? Because there's nothing that God cannot do. Praise God. We need to come out of ourselves, begin to stop paying attention to the situation and the circumstances, and begin to believe that all I need is His voice. And things will change. Hallelujah. And His voice is His word. As you spend time with the written word, God speaks to you. He releases that word that causes changes even in our lives. But do you believe the word when you read? Praise God. Let me share a testimony. This is last year, somewhere last year in October. I was at work. I mean, probably may have shared it before, but it will serve the purpose of the word, so let me share it again. And I was working. And as I was working, I was coding, you know, I write software, so I was coding. And as I was coding, I got an email, and I went to the browser to go and see the email. And when I got to the email, just as I was reading the email, the Lord ministered to me. Because there's this young woman I used to teach when I was in University of Ghana, in Ghana. And throughout the years, I've bonded with her, you know, mentoring her and all that. And so initially when I communicate with her, I communicated with her in Google Chat. So I went there and I went to, I opened the chat. I wanted to communicate with her. But I felt led to go to WhatsApp to go and communicate. So I stopped the, the Google and went to WhatsApp to check up on her. And I sent her a message, how are you? To get her some time to respond. And then she responded. And when she responded and I, we were talking, the Lord gave me a word to ask. So I asked her, how many years have you been married and she said, three years or something. And I said, how many children do you have? And she said, they don't have kids yet. And I said, well, the Lord says, I should tell you, this is your season of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. This is your season of fruitfulness. So pray into it. And I went to continue my coding. Hallelujah. Fast forward, beginning of this year, I was there. And then she sent me a message, sir. And I responded on WhatsApp. And then, you know, what's up, what you do? You do to the, you can draw back a conversation. And then uh, she pointed me to the word that the Lord told me to give. And I said, yes, what's going on? She said, it has happened. Hallelujah. And then she said, the interesting thing is that she was, I think I was four months pregnant. And that was the exact time that the word was released. And when she told her husband, he said, this can only be God. And I said, yes, this is Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. One word. Just some months back, she told me she had given birth to a baby girl. One word from God. And here I was in America doing coding. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit gives a word to somebody in Ghana. And it happens. I, I say it to illustrate a point. That there is no limitation to the God you and I serve. Praise the Lord. There is no limitation. All you need, all I need is the word of God. One word. And that thing which is so heavy that you are carrying that you don't know what to do, it will just go away. Only one word. So we must get to, you must give ourselves to the word. 
Because when the, the written word is one of the means by which God speaks to us, that we hear His voice. But in our days, we are so belittled that word. So belittled it. Very few people give themselves to actually reading the word. Reading the Bible. The book that is guaranteed to bless you and change your life. What else do you need? Hallelujah. We want men more than God's word. We are more interested in what men will say than what God's word will say. And that is why there is so much limitation in the church even today. Because we have belittled the word. You know, so many of us have compartmentalized our lives. We have separated prayer and we have separated the word. So as for the word, they will come to it. You know, let's pray. We have issues to discuss. Issues to handle. Amen. And that's why our generation, we have a lot of activity. But few results. Why? Because we have belittled the word. But if you go to the history the church in, our, in, in olden days, they got a lot of results. Why? Because they ate the word. They drank the word. They were full of the word. So when they prayed, there was power. The only difference between their days and our days, because I believe we pray as much as they did, is that they have the pure word of God. They had it. Today we have management principles we listen to. Today we have motivational messages that excite us. So we don't have the pure word. And God speaks through his word. When you go to Mark 16, it says he worked with them and confirmed his word. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit always responds to the word of God. So you are praying, yes, but where is the word? That he has spoken to your heart. That is the foundation that you are standing on to pray. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you need the word. You need the word. So get into the word. There is a spirit of God. That's how God speaks to us. How we hear God's voice. Through his word. His spirit speaks to us. Through his gifts. Through peace in our hearts. Colossians 3.15. The third one is God speaks to us through people. And that's why we should be able to recognize that this is God that is speaking. Malachi 2.7, can we go there? The first category of people that God usually speaks to us through are our spiritual leaders, our pastors, our elders, and any spiritual figure that is in your life. The Bible says, For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. It says, For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. It says, The lips of the priest should keep knowledge and people should seek the law from his mouth in other words there is a word God has and people must go to him so that they can hear hallelujah one of the people you should you should never underestimate uh, is maybe your pastor yes your pastor sometimes we underestimate them because they are the messenger of the Lord of hosts hallelujah Every time they speak, we must take what they say very seriously. Because it is God speaking to us. Hallelujah. I'm saying that because we are in a dispensation of our church where we have entered a new dimension of what God wants us to do. And many things will be said by way of vision and etc. 
But we need to be able to hear God so that what God wants to do with us will come to pass. Hallelujah. When your pastor or somebody stands here and is preaching, you must have an ear to hear. Regardless of whoever it is, whether you like the person or not, whether you have quarrels with the person or not, whether you talk to the person or not, in this day and age, Christians don't talk to people, but it's possible. Whether you like the person or not, no, you should listen. Because so long as the person stands here and is speaking, people should seek the law at his mouth. He's a messenger of God. Hallelujah. We must not underestimate these things. Because too many of us have given ourselves to a lot of voices. You know, voices. This is by the kind courtesy of the internet, social media. A lot of voices. People are saying a lot of things. Sometimes I think that's why we are a confused generation. Because when you hear the word, someone will say this about God. When you go here, another person will say that contrary to what the person has said. A third person will say that. And there are so many voices. So which one do you listen to? Hallelujah. But the Lord said the priest in your house is the messenger of God. He is the one you should listen to. Praise God. Because God has put his word in his mouth for you. Amen. Spiritual leaders. The next one is natural leaders. That is parents. Father figures or mother figures in our lives. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. As of the time, it is well. Amen. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. And one of the saddest things about life is how many people, especially the young people, underestimate the voice of their parents. It's so sad. You know, I've worked all my life in doing God's work with the young people. I've seen many of them from their under teens to teens to married, have kids and all. I've seen them go through that phase. And I've seen that one single determinant of success is your ability to heed to the voice of your parents. When you meet a young person who disregards the voice of their parents, you immediately meet somebody who have a lot of problems. You don't even need a prophetic word to know or a prophetic eyes to see. You know definitely they will have problems. Why? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. He says, for this is what? Right. He says, honor your father and mother. How do you honor someone? By obeying his word. His voice. How do we honor God? We honor God by responding to His word and doing what His word says. So if you're a child and you don't listen to your parents, especially young people, you think that they are cool and all that they are saying is not, you know, important, you are in the modern way. <laughs> we are in the modern life. Hallelujah. The words of wisdom coming out of parents and mother figures and father figures in our lives are key. They are part of the package. And one of the things you learn about God's voice is that everybody, whether you are saved or not, you need to hear the voice to be successful. So this law is a universal law. Even those are in the world who despise their parents, you will see that they have problems. Amen. God has a word for you. 
God wants to change your life, but He wants to do it through your mother and your father. A lot of times we go around. We sometimes we even leave them and abandon them. We think that oh, they are this, they are that. We go ah, and then we hit a wall, pine, and we come back. And we say, "Mom, you are right. Dad, you are right." <laughs> of course, they were. Hallelujah. You see, parents, I've said it here before, they are not only biological entities, they are also spiritual entities. The package of your destiny has them as part. And so, you cannot fulfill God's mandate for you on the earth if you disregard your parents. You will pay dearly. Oh, I know this, and I'm saying it. I've seen it many, many times. Praise God. The last Situations, he speaks to us through situations, events, and nature. I won't go there. Why does God speak to us? Why at all must we listen to God? I have here the sevenfold purpose of God's voice. If you read about Abraham, read about Isaac, read about Jacob, read about Daniel, everybody in the scriptures, with the exception of Jesus, you will see these sevenfold purpose play out in their lives. And you will notice that the only reason why they succeeded was because they responded to God in these seven areas. Number one, correction. God's voice is a voice of correction. If we go to Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 9 to 13, it talks about David... When David went astray. And so by nature of who we are. And by nature that we are not perfect. That's why I said Jesus was a notable exception. Because Jesus was perfect. We need to be able to be corrected. If you cannot be corrected. You are in trouble. Hallelujah. Because no matter who you are. No matter how matured you are. You will make mistakes. And so one of the reasons why God speaks to us is to bring correction even to us. Correction in our opinions, correction in our decisions and our choices and the ways and the paths that we take. In this instance, David had gone to sleep with somebody's wife. And as the prophet says, has made the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the name of the Lord. And so, the voice of the prophet came to him to bring corruption, uh, correction. He says, why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him by the sword of the people of Ammon. And then he spells out all that he was going to do to David. And the Bible says, David accepted his fault. He says, I have sinned against the Lord, and he repented. In other words, when the voice of correction came, David responded in affirmative. He received it. Submitted to it. And so when you go to First Kings, and God is talking about David, he said, David, my servant, who was faithful in all my commandments. But you and I know that he killed Goliath. He lied. He stole. Whatever did he do? Which commandment did he not break? But because he responded to be corrected, the Bible said God testified 
There are very few people that God himself testified about in the scriptures. Very few people. David is one. Jesus is one. You know, very few people. Moses is one. That God, you hear a testimony and say, this is the meekest man. That is God is testifying. But God testified about David. He says, he is my servant. He was faithful in all my commandments. Beloved, we must not behave as if we are perfect. We must understand that we'll miss it sometimes. And God will correct us. Hallelujah. He will correct us when we read his word. He will correct us by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. He will correct us through people. Who will see it and say, this thing you are doing is not right. But what betides you if you abandon the voice of correction? You are doomed. It means you will stay on the wrong path for a long time. Say mercy. The second reason why God speaks to us is for direction. God's voice is a voice of direction. And here we look at Isaac. Genesis 26, 1 to 3. And 12 to 13. We can know the scriptures. I'll just paraphrase because of time. Direction. His voice is the voice of direction. One reason why we pray a lot. One reason why we must get into the word a lot. One reason why we must listen to our parents a lot. Because God will direct us through these means. Amen. The Bible says the time came that there was famine. And Isaac wanted to go to Egypt. But God came to him and said, stay where you are. And the Bible says, Isaac listened to God. And he remained at Gerah. And so when you go to verse 12, it says, Isaac sought in the land. And in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold. When he continued, he says, he became great. Continued to become great until he was very great. How did it happen? It happened because he hearkened to the voice of direction. If he had gone to Egypt, he would have entered a season of strife and affliction, confusion and chaos. And all the blessing that God had in store for him would never have happened. Beloved, that ought to be our story. When God speaks, it is for direction. Hallelujah. The next one is inspiration. God's voice is the voice of inspiration. And here we look at Joseph. Genesis 37, 7 to 9. I say because of time, I'll just paraphrase the story. But Genesis 37, 7 to 9. God's voice is for inspiration. Inspiration is always needed. Why? Because sometimes we get discouraged. Why? Sometimes there's difficulties ahead. But God wants to give us something to hold on to. That will inspire us to keep going so that we never stop. That is why when you hear prophecy, it is meant to inspire you. That's why sometimes you go through challenges and God brings somebody and a person speaks to your heart. And then you are inspired, you are stirred, you say, I will not give up. That is inspiration. That is God speaking. Joseph had his visions. God showed him that the sheaves of his brothers were bowing to his. The Lord showed him that the moon, the sun, and the eleven stars were bowing to him. And the interpretation was everybody was going to bow to him. But you know the story. His brothers hated him to a fault. They put him in the pit. Sold him to Potiphar's house. It looked like problems and troubles were Joseph's daily bread. Everywhere he went he was there. <laughs> he goes to Potiphar's house. He's sent to jail to stay in prison. 
But what kept him going was that there was a vision in his heart. The voice of inspiration. What made him say no to Potiphar's wife was that there was a purpose of God he had seen. He had not materialized. So he wasn't going to compromise. Hallelujah. When God speaks, he inspires us so that we do not give up. The fourth one is that God's voice is a voice of training. It's a voice of training. And here, believers, let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. I'll read this one. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. The Bible says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Hallelujah. Then it says, It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Other version says, For training in righteousness. It says, All scripture. In other words, as you give yourself to God's word, the Lord is training you. The Lord is taking out of you habits and characters which are not relevant to your purpose, which will destroy you. He takes them out. He's changing mindsets. The way you think, which are not good, He's changing it. As we give ourselves to the Word. So, He says, all scripture. That is why when we forsake the Word, there's trouble. One of the reasons why we have a lot of sin and abundant believers, struggles and all that. It's because the word is not part of our daily lives. Every week, at least almost every week, the secretary sends some scriptures for us to read. How many of us take the trouble to read? How many believers even read the Bible every day? How many believers, when you go around, we are in the eighth month. How many books of the Bible have you been read? Hallelujah. But you are always looking for incomption. Oh yes, always. Always looking for encompasses. We, we set the main meal aside and we are looking for multivitamins. Yes. No wonder we have issues. Because if you take multivitamins on an empty stomach, what happens? You develop issues. So we have problems. But the main meal of God's word, we have put it aside. But it says, let's go to 17. That the man of God may be complete. Hallelujah. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. That comes through giving yourself to the scriptures. In fact, when you go to 15, it says for your infancy you have known the scriptures which are able to make thee wise. He has known. The Greek word is idol. It means you have become conscious, aware of what the word of God is saying. Because you know it, it has made you wise. How many believers need wisdom in our lives? How many decisions we make and sometimes you wonder what is going on? How many relationships do we enter? That later comes back to hit us, hit us in our faces. All because the wisdom of the word is absent. Psalm 1, when you go to 2, says that you will meditate on it day and night. He says, but his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Go to 3. Let's see the, the fruits of it. He shall be like a tree. That is planted by the rivers of water. 
So the word is the river of water. And you are the tree that is planted by it. But are you planted by the word? That is the question. Are you staying close to the word? Are you eating the word? Are you reading the word? Hallelujah. Because he says the fruit is there. You bear fruit in your season. Seasons of life will not pass you by. So long as you are, your, your proximity, you, are, you have close proximity to God's word. It says, whose leaves should not wither. Hallelujah. All the wrinkles and the challenges, he says, they do not happen. And whatever he does, he prospers. That is the word for you. But ask your neighbor, are you planted by the river? Are you planted by the river? Oh, ask, don't be shy, ask. Are you planted by the river? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's so important. Voice of training. He imparts wisdom. Guides us. Teaches us. And we become successful. Free. You don't pay. You don't have to pay $1,000 to get some oil. Free. It's there. You don't need to go and sow some wild, wicked seed. Free is that. You know, but it's too free, right? It's too cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It is there. By your bed, every morning you wake up, you see it. You go away. You don't open it. It's there. That thing that guarantees your success is there. The solution to all you need is there. But you don't want it. You want uh, spiritual gymnastics. <laughs> You won't take it one. Ha, I've received it. <laughs> but it is there. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says the man of God will be complete, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. That is what the word gives you. The next one is that God's voice is a voice of order. Voice of order, yes. Thank you for the American word. It's a voice of order. I'm trying. <laughs> Amen. Exodus 18, 17 to 23. Here Moses, so I'll paraphrase again. When Moses moved with the people in the wilderness, and Moses made himself champion, you know, the, the go-to for all the problems of the, of the whole of the over 3 million people. And every morning they would queue, coming to listen to Prophet Moses with their problems. My wife slapped me this morning. What should I do to her? My daughter insulted me. It has pained me. What should I say to her? And Moses was there, attending to all these matters. Chaos. Wearing himself out and the people. But God spoke to Moses. Hallelujah. Through his father-in-law, Jethro. He says, this thing you are doing is not right. You, you will die. Rather divide the people, teach some people the law, and let them take the smaller matters to them, and the weightier matters, you will handle them. That is the voice of God coming through a man. It brought order to Moses' life, and ensured that Moses lived long, else he would have expired even before his time. Hallelujah. The next one is that God's voice is a voice of protection. It's a voice of protection. And yet Daniel and his friends, when you go to Daniel chapter 2, in fact, let, let's do the, the whole of chapter 2, you can read it. It's there. When the king had a dream, 
And then he wanted the wise men to speak the dream, tell him the dream, and then interpret it. And then the wise men were playing smart. He says, you tell us, and then we'll give you the interpretation. You know, but the king knew that the dream was so sensitive that if he told them, they will find something to say for him. It's like, you know, our friends, when we have dreams and we tell them, they will tell us something. You know, they will find a way to interpret it. So he knew. He says, you tell me the dream. And then, interpret it. And they said, nobody on the earth can do this except the spirit of the gods. He says, and they don't dwell amongst men. Hallelujah. But thank God there were four people who knew God, who could speak. Amen. And so when the king sent the order to kill all the wise men in Babylon because they failed. Their lives were in danger. Daniel and his four friends went to pray and God spoke. Hallelujah. And so because of that voice that they heard with the answer and the solution, their lives were spared. I came to announce to you that God speaks and is supposed to bring protection. But if you don't hearken to God's voice, you get into so many problems. How many of us have not gone to places where we found ourselves in difficult situations and we said, at this morning when I was going out, I felt like something was going to happen. I felt that I shouldn't enter that supermarket. I felt that I shouldn't go and talk to that person, but you ignored it. That was God speaking to you. And then you got yourself into a whole mess. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we must hearken to the voice because when God speaks, it is also to protect us. Amen. And lastly, God's voice is the voice of power. And we talk about Peter. Let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 7. We look at Peter. When God speaks, it is a voice of power. The Bible says, and when he has stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. That was the voice of God. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said, he almost disobeyed, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. That is a master fisherman. He has been fishing all his life. Has all the experience. You, a carpenter, you are coming to tell me a fisherman. To let down the net. Do you know fishing more than me? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And so because he hearkened unto the voice of the master, verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Hallelujah. And their net was breaking. Amen. I came to announce you, there are many mighty things God wants to do with you. And He wants to do with me. But we need to be able to respond to Him, to see His power. If Peter had failed, he wouldn't have gotten the catch. Some people preach that he cost so much that he got a lot of money, you know, for, to last him his life. So he could leave the fishing business and follow Jesus. Well, the Bible didn't say that, but makes sense. But think about it. All this mighty hand of God would have, he would have missed it if he had not hearkened to the voice of God. Because when God speaks, 
It means he wants to work something great in your life. When God speaks, he wants to work a miracle in your life. How many of us have not prayed and we have seen God move mightily in us, in our lives? I can testify. So when God speaks, it's also a voice of power. Because he wants to do something great and something mighty even in your life. Hallelujah. In conclusion, you should understand it. All these seven voices, that is how God relates to every human being. If all he has said concerning you will come to pass, all these seven must be working. And it, the voice is even more important than even the person. What I mean by that is that you can have a family that may be the parents are not there. But the child still grows up to become all that God wants the child to be. How these voices were there. In other words, God brought people to bring correction, direction, inspiration, training, you know, order, and all that in their lives. So what you need more is the voice. So if you feel that you are disadvantaged in any way, look for the voices. God will always bring them. They are always around you. It also means that if we are going through certain hardships and certain challenges, it is definitely because we are lacking one of these voices in our lives. There's an area of our lives God wants to put in order. There's a training He wants to give us through His Word. We have abandoned the Word. There's a direction we need, but we have abandoned God's voice and we are doing our own thing. And so things are not going well. But He sent me to tell you this morning that you need to hear His voice. You need to recognize his voice and you need to submit to that voice. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray that you were blessed. Click on the other episodes to continue on this journey with us. Don't forget to share and follow this podcast. God bless you.